what it do playgirls and playboys welcome to another episode of high vertical your favorite sports podcast the no bullshit sports podcast and we're here with um the man who breaks all the news the man who's known as the greatest reporter on the earth nick gammon yeah thank you sorry i'm a little out of it i was partying with Kyrie and drake last night nick that's the perfect segue to has to be the strangest nba story of the year Kyrie irving he is missing games and no one knows why it's so strange <laughs> it's no one knows why today there was a uh, leaked video of him at a family party maskless and yeah. he has, and Steve Nash is having to like cover for him or like he can't Steve Nash doesn't know where he's at. No one knows where Kyrie Irving is or like knows if whenever he's playing. I'm sure the Nets do know, but they don't they don't want to tell us for obvious reasons. Yeah, I for one as a Celtics fan am shocked that Kyrie would find himself in a situation like that. <laughs> I, I just cannot believe <laughs> that this guy is turned into such a head case. It makes no sense. Yeah, it makes absolutely no sense. Didn't couldn't see it coming at all. Couldn't see it coming. Feel so bad for the Nets. I really do. <laughs> um, and 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 so another ter- word, another term for the Nets, Kevin Durant is balling. He doesn't yeah. give a fuck. <laughs> To know they lost, but he is yeah, but he, they they lost to they were wearing their I think they lost to the to the um to the Thunder a couple nights ago, and just wa- I was watching his highlights on House of Highlights, and he was just like no, he looked like old Kevin Durant. He didn't like didn't really look different to me. Yeah, if they can get their shit together in the locker room, it could be a good team. I mean, that's what we talked yeah. about a couple weeks ago. It could be like the the team that the Lakers face in the yeah. finals. But that's a big if now. Now what? No, I was saying that's a big oh. if now. Oh, yeah, okay. I just I oh. it, I used weird inflections on that. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Yeah, you did. I was I was like what? But he he's missing his third consecutive game. Uh, I think he's missed more than that now, but for personal reasons and no one knows why while and also while this is happening the nba is in like drowning in covid yeah <laughs> the celtics it's, had it's two getting games really bad yeah it's getting really bad the celtics and the heat were supposed to play when uh they were supposed I think to play sunday night, Sun- sunday night yeah. cancel the game because the celtics would have had eight players yeah, well and, and it was the heat also wouldn't like it was the celtics were going to go ahead and play with eight because that's the minimum and then the yeah. Heat had a bunch of guys going to protocol, and they got lowered to yeah. seven or six players. Yeah, it started so with Avery Bradley, play. and now it's yeah, it started with yeah Avery Bradley. I think has it, and then there's now they're it's like whole contact tracing, and now the NBA is they put out a new COVID protocol for everybody. Um, I think it's like you can't have um, people in your rooms now, like in your hotel rooms um, that are not on the team or traveling with the team. Which was uh, understandable. That, yeah, I thought that was a given already, but I guess. Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do because it's getting really bad. Yeah, I mean, this is bound to happen, regardless. Yeah. Um, so, and, and it's not the same as the NFL. You have, you know, guys in way closer proximity, but way less guys, so you can't really mm-hmm. field even like a patchwork team if you have a suspected outbreak, and then. It's just too many games to where you can't 
Like you're just going to have to add on like a couple weeks to the end of the season. I agree that they should just keep pushing forward. You know, if there's no outbreaks for certain teams, there's no reason they should have to reschedule mm-hmm. any games yet. But I'm sure they will have outbreaks at some point, and you'll need to push games in the future. So I would just keep in mind that the playoffs aren't going to start on time. I'd probably have like a few weeks to a month-long buffer in there. Um, they did this whole playoff schedule anyway with the Olympics in mind, and you're fucking high if you think that the Olympics are going to happen this summer. I just don't see it happening. Doesn't seem smart. Doesn't seem like it's going to be feasible. I don't see but, the point dude, in doing the Olympics. So fuck the Olympics. Just Here's the thing with the Olympics. Oh, I don't, I don't think the NBA... Uh, do you think it's because of USA Basketball? Is that even... Well, yeah, they I don't want, know. I, they, I don't yeah, know. They, like, they expect the you know the best player like LeBron and all these other people to play in the U.S. Olympics, which I don't know if they're going to, even if you did finish it. Yeah, I don't think it's really worth it. I think you'll probably get like another, like we saw at the um, whatever it was where USA got bounced and there was like four Celtics on the team. You'll probably see a similar roster to that because yeah, these guys see, have uh, just gone through a bubble. And you'll see Peyton Pritchard the out there. You'll see yeah, TJ see- McConnell. <laughs> Which if fucking Peyton Pritchard's out there, we're going. Duncan, we're getting the gold, we got, baby. We got. We're gonna get Tyler Hero, Peyton Pritchard, Duncan Robinson. It's gonna be a lot of mayonnaise. Uh, Dante Sabonis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sabonis not even American. Uh, we're just get all the whiteies out there. Yeah. Uh, Mason Plumley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get Myers out. Leonard out there. <laughs> get the Myers Leonard Kelly Olynyk. Stand for the flag, baby. Yeah. Um, but I think the the Olympics are in a weird spot because Japan, like, whenever a country hosts the Olympics, like, it's a lot of money that they're investing. Like, they're building these new stadiums. They built new water, like, sports facilities for the whole thing. So the Olympics, mm-hmm. I, they're going to happen. If they're ever going to happen again, it's going to be in Japan. It's just if if they wait one more year, if they wait to 2022, then I think they'd be in a good spot because then we're back on the even numbers, you know, yeah. and every you have, two or four years. And not only will you be able to have the athletes show up, but you'll be able to have citizens show up, too. Yeah, I think if, they, if it, yeah, yeah, if they if they do, I think they're going to end up doing it because I think I, I just don't think they can afford to push it. Yeah, and Japan's but, COVID outbreak is out of control now, and they're not even really yeah. inoculating people to the level that we are. You know, it's yeah. not as out of control, obviously, as, as we've handled it because our country's just disaster yeah. right now. But Japan is also not handling it well. So it's in the best interest of everybody to just push it back a year. Um, yeah. yeah, and if you don't think that if it goes on this year that – the Chinese and the Russians aren't going to get a bunch of our athletes to test positive for COVID. You got another thing coming. Okay. That's for sure going to happen. So you got to make sure that all the athletes are vaccinated before going to the Olympics. And I don't know how you can do that in good consciousness this summer. Everyone should be vaccinated. That needs to be that, or that wants to be vaccinated by 2022, 2021. It's probably going to go well into this year. So, now, Nick, did you see the uh, the rejuvenated trade talks between? I'm getting, I'm hearing from my sources that the Wizards are not opposed to trading Bradley Beal this season. God, it's funny how being a perpetual loser will really drive home that <laughs> <laughs> that urgency. 
to get a deal God, done where they still have some value. <laughs> in, in their defense, they did win last night, 128-107 against a good team, the Phoenix Suns. So yeah. Riley Beal is balling, though. Uh, yes. He is balling. He is balling. Save Bradley. Uh, save Bradley. And also the Harden rumors are the trade. It, it all, it's all uh, to a fever pitch height right now. Yeah, I love the leaks coming out of Toronto where it's like, hey, the – the Rockets might really want a package based around Pascal Siakam. It's like, okay, they might have to take a package based around Pascal Siakam, but I doubt that's, <laughs> that they're clamoring for Pascal Siakam. Yeah. Um, other than that, I don't really. Th- oh, Lamelo got a triple double. Youngest yep. player in the NBA to get a triple double. Shout out Lamelo. Good for him. He's fast. And for Gordon NBA. Hayward is balling. Yeah, he's he's finally got an opportunity to show what he's all about. <laughs> he doesn't have to share the ball with Jason or Jalen. Yeah, doesn't it's have to just, share the ball with uh, better scores. <laughs> finally be him, <laughs> finally shine. <laughs> Great. Are you gonna... salty about it? No, I'm not salty. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. It's just, I don't know. It's It was so silly. I was like, where should we be? It's like, fucking... All right, fine. Be the top scorer on the seventh seed. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's it for basketball. Uh, oh, did you see the Demarcus Cousins uh, foul LeBron and get ejected from a game? I saw that he got ejected. I didn't know it was because he fouled LeBron, but that makes sense. God yeah. forbid anyone do anything to LeBron. And it wasn't it, they. He had another technical foul before he got in a fight with Markeith Morris. And oh, then it was just I another technical that. foul. Yeah, it was a technical foul after that, and it it was a. I don't know. I wouldn't. I'm not sure if I would call it a technical. Maybe a flagrant, but I don't think I didn't see a technical there. He did hit like he tried to swat at the ball. He missed terribly, and it hit LeBron <laughs> in the face. Yeah, LeBron. LeBron deserves a good pop to the face every now and then. Yeah, keep him humble. Yeah. Um, last night. The Alabama Crimson Tide butt fucked the miserable Ohio State Buckeyes. Yeah, Justin in the Fields said he was playing at about ninety five percent, and apparently the missing five percent is what makes him a respectable quarterback. Because he was dog shit last night. He was really bad. I think puts him definitely the number three quarterback coming out of this draft. I don't yeah. think anybody's gonna maybe four make any argument. I, I, don't think I doubt go. it, but I could see some team talking themselves in the. I Trey think Lance Trey. I think Trey Lance is going to pick up a lot of steam when we get to the uh, to the combine and we get to uh, when we start getting like a full right before the draft. They're going to be like Trey Lance. I'm hearing a lot of things about Trey Lance, a lot of buzz. And then there's going to be that one team like the Kansas City Chiefs trade trade up and draft him at like at that 13, 15 spot, and that's going to be that. Yeah, I uh, I walked away. Another guy that I think is going to go in the first round that I was pretty lukewarm on, I think even last week I talked about him, and I was like, eh. I did like Mac Jones a lot in that game. Alab- I- I'm telling you, dude, Mac Jones, he is he is uh, he's going to be like a late round, maybe a, a, a second round draft pick, and I think he's going to go to a re- – if he goes to like the false to the Colts, I think he's a really interesting Patriots pick. If that that fifteen spot could be, um, if he if he fell into the twenties, like if he like Tampa Bay is not going to pick him up, but let's say like he got picked up by like a Tampa Bay or a New Orleans or a Pittsburgh, like if he lands in just an already good situation, 
he could make that work, and he could be yeah. a good quarterback. And uh, for the sta- I don't his know. Line. I don't know how he would be like if he got drafted by the Jets. You know, then I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Limits what I think, he can do. Yeah, like he his stat line last night was he was thirty six forty five four hundred sixty four yards five touchdowns zero interceptions. I think he like owns all the Alabama passing records. I think he broke two uh, one of two is uh, I think two is touchdown record this season. Oh, wow. Like he he's he's had a really good season. Um, the only thing I would say about him, like. He's a little uh, not uber athletic, and like I think you kind of saw it last night. There was a play where he scrambled out, and then he uh, he was trying to get down or slide, and he kind of like went. He just like dove awkwardly and kind of like yeah. got rolled up under, and he like kind of hurt his leg. Like he's prone to that stupid white energy, you know? Yeah, that he's stupid, got no swag. Unathletic. He's got no swag whatsoever, and. He, I think, if he goes to like a team that ha- like a Colts, if he gets drafted by the Colts, that'd be really interesting. Like he yeah. needs to good go to O-line. a team that's a re- good has a good O line, has decent weapons, has a good, good running, running back, and yeah. like he'll he'll tear it up. I think yeah. he he's like I feel like a really safe quarterback prospect pick in like the fir- late first round, maybe like second round early second round pick yeah i definitely think it's yeah late first round someone should take a chance on them because you do like the steelers colts saints and even the bucks steelers are really interesting yeah steelers for mac jones would be i think that and the colts to me are my top destinations for him because i think the steelers have weapons they just need to add a running back and get a running game maybe a draft an interior lineman and i think they're back in, in the in the afc north race um also i gotta say this if you look ohio state only played six regular season games alabama played i think uh 10 yeah yeah and people were like how did ohio state beat clemson how did they do it how did they do it nick well they played significantly less games had less on tape and they were terrible for throughout the whole season and clemson had played a rigorous schedule if you look at their schedule it was like it wasn't hard but it was just it was a real schedule they played i think 10 games they've been playing since august and they caught them sleeping yeah that's it and ohio state is not good i would take clemson over ohio state any time of any time of the week they just caught them sleeping man and they got a tired Clemson team, but credit to Alabama, dude. They fuck. I'm so happy they beat the shit. <laughs> yeah, it's a little extra money. <laughs> the yeah. extra money for the, for the SEC. SEC. Uh, shout out to Devonte Smith, who in in the first half had 12 receptions, 215 yards, yeah. uh, and three touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, he was able to call it a day. <laughs> the end of the first half, he hurt his hand. He's like, you know, I don't even need to go back in. I got Dis- I put dislocated on, his finger. Put on a career game in the first half <laughs> and just yeah didn't cemented, have to do uh, he's a cemented top 10 pick yeah Najee bruce harris ball that bruce arian said that Devonte smith is like a combo of julio and calvin ridley i would say uh, i'd say he's I more calvin know. ridley than he's he's anyone. he's he's isaac bruce baby that's who isaac he is bruce. he's isaac Ooh, bruce it's a good pro player comp yeah he's isaac bruce that? baby Isaac Bruce, that's who he is. Uh, my favorite receiver of all time. Yeah, he's incredible though. It's like Ohio State knew where the ball yeah. was going all game. Didn't matter. And, and Ohio State's cornerbacks were just got totally like torched. Uh, my, this this guy I watch on YouTube, his name's Top Billing, and he does like uh he does tape 
reviewing and stuff. And he uh, he his he titled his video "Alabama Made Ohio State Hold Them Pockets," <laughs> which is a reference to when you're in prison and uh, you're the bitch you hold your man's pocket. Uh, I, I think he's talking about the uh, Alabama hot pocket. Where you oh, take a shit in someone's <laughs> vagina and fuck it. <laughs> which is exactly what Devonte Smith did to the Ohio yeah. State secondary. Yeah. Also, did you see the video of uh, of? Uh, what did did Alabama plays in what Birmingham? Is that where they play? They play in Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa. Did the, there was a video of like Main Street Tuscaloosa, and it was packed. Oh yeah, baby, roll tide, <laughs> roll tide. <laughs> <laughs> the best, the best football saying ever is roll tide. Yeah. Fuck yeah. you, roll tide. It's you better than when sentence. it's better than when many of the citizens of Tuscaloosa stormed the Capitol last week. I prefer them doing yeah. this. Yeah, keep Capitol. them, keep them there. Keep them, keep the sickness there. Yeah, you know, just gotta keep. Uh, we gotta keep Alabama football going, just to keep the peace in the South. Yeah, and this is uh, the people were debating: is this the best Alabama team? And I think it's the best Alabama offense for sure. Yeah, I agree. Defense is uh, that defense is a little, uh, a little is okay. I think they did actually a really good job last night, as far as like limiting Ohio State to only 24 points which is a good feat so good at a good team yeah Christian Barmore I was texting last night he dominated yeah. the line of scrimmage against Ohio State he was yeah, just he's a, constantly he's the the top in the back sure. yeah there was like I think the mock that we read last week had him going to the Bucks. I didn't even know mm-hmm. who he was at the time um, but after that I just had the feeling that there's no way that that guy doesn't no, you know, get picked no in the top 15 yeah, he's definitely going to pick the top 15. Um, Devontae Smith did injure his finger, dislocated it. Um, so we'll see where that leads him as far as off-season work goes. Yeah. Sure, it'll um, be fine. You just pop that back yeah. in. It'll be good in a couple weeks. Now, Nick, let's get to the NFL coaching carousel that is happening right now. Let me uh, get an update. A did- lot of teams, a lot of vacancies. Did I say that Doug Peterson would get fired on the podcast last week? Because I definitely <sighs> felt that he would after he... I think he did say that. I, I, I think he did think say that. I think it's on the record, yeah. So, Doug Peterson, out. He's out. Yeah, I got um, a lot wrong this weekend, Philly. but I got that right. Yeah, you did. You got this one right. That is that is for sure. Um in a weird in a in an odd he the reason he states that he wanted to leave was he does he was sick and tired of people telling him what to do what and a boy oh boy that that was his main that was the thing that he said after the uh, after he got fired was like he was sick and tired of people telling him what to do fucking whatever <laughs> uh i'm sure they were sick and tired of you fucking disappointing <laughs> And now, and I think with this firing, I think Carson Wentz still has a future in with Philadelphia. I don't think so. I think so. I feel like I, I feel like they they the ownership and the front office because they didn't fire their GM; they just fired him. Feel like if they get the right coach, they can uh, fix Carson Wentz because they are paying him a shit ton of money, and I doubt any team would really want to take on that contract. So they don't really have any choice. Yeah, they might not have a choice. They're not in the they're not in the Deshaun Watson like camp. They they don't like they don't yeah. got suitors lining up for. No, they're def- they're more in the Jared Goff camp where they yeah. just, they may just have to to deal with the shitty contract they don't. Have. Yeah, they might have to just trot him out there because they're paying him so much. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
Again, if yeah. he if you start him again next year, and if he sucks, you you have still have Jalen Hurts. So I don't really think there's that much. I would not be against trading him for like pennies on the dollar. I don't know, man. Who like you want at least a second round pick, maybe a third round pick. I I you and, and you would have before. to and you you probably have to get a um. Uh, you would probably have to get a player back though, because that contract is so big. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's a it's it's a big 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 big. It's a spicy meatball. Spicy meatball. Um. Some so here's here are the main replacements. This was brought to you by CBS Sports for Doug Peterson. These are all names that we've been saying throughout the week. Uh, Eric Bellamy, uh, Benamy from Kansas City, which I've been hearing that he doesn't want to. Le- he's only going to leave if it's a job of a lifetime, and the Eagles are definitely not the job of a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably one of the. I would say this is the second worst job to get to inherit, because you're walking into immediate. What's going to happen with Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts? Yeah, you're and walking into as- so toxic. <laughs> So toxic. This job sucks. Arthur Smith from Tennessee. I like. I think Arthur Smith is going to go to the Jets. Is my prediction. Okay. Like that uh, too. But I can see him going to Philly. Brian Dable right now from the Bills, who hasn't been interviewed by anybody because he's. I think he probably has, but I don't think there's reports yet. But Brian Dable. Let me actually let me Google search his name. I know Todd Bowles had an interview with Philly. What are you scheduled mm-hmm. to do an interview with Philly? Which. Honestly, I'm I'm not gonna be too. I would love if one of these teams that interview Todd Bowles picked them up. Todd Todd Bowles is. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Not Todd Bowles. But say Todd Bowles' defense has been atrocious the past two months. Yeah. Uh, Chargers are interviewing Brian Dable now. That is Mm. where Brian Dable would kill. Would be in charge now. Now that now that gets me going for the Chargers to get Brian Dable. One of the best OCs in the game right now. Yeah, Brian Dable um, with Justin Herbert would be an incredible mm. fit. Leslie Frazier set to interview with the Texans. All right. Okay, that's that's awesome. That's a sure sign of an incompetent organization. Is if you think <laughs> Leslie Frazier is your head coach? Now, Nick, there's a lot of rumors. I'm hearing Jim Caldwell and Marvin Lewis are big names who are being considered for head coaching positions. That is just ridiculous. I mean, Marvin Lewis, I'll, I mean, it's not his fault that they gave him Andy Dalton to work with, but Jim Caldwell, I don't understand. As, I an, like as Jim a head Caldwell. coach, I like Jim Caldwell. I don't know. It, look, if you look at what I think a really good argument for uh, Jim Caldwell as a head coach is look at the Lions after, right before he left, look at that team, and look at them now. Like that team that he, the last team he coached, I think was an eight and eight team, which was far better than whatever this Matt Patricia shit shit show was that the just uh, just uh, played. So I, I, all, that's all I'm saying. I think Jim Caldwell, he's a he's he's like a really he knows a lot of stuff. Uh, like a, he knows a lot about the league, and he was with the Dolphins right before, um, right after I think uh, Brian Flores hired him. And he was a part of like bringing in all the coaches and stuff. And then he got sick, so then he had to leave. But he was a uh, he was important putting together that Dolph, the first Dolphins uh, coaching staff. So I, I I think he probably is gonna get an he's gonna get interviews. But I don't actually feel good at a job. 
Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were nine and seven. Then uh, they had. It looks like they had all winning records. Yeah, they all had. They had winning records. They were. They were. I think that firing was very premature, in my opinion. Yeah, I that, don't think that that was a weird firing. Really doesn't make a lot of sense given how shitty. Thought like if if Jim Caldwell was coaching the Bucks from 2015 to 2017, and he went 11 and five, nine and seven, and nine and seven, I'd suck his dick. How how did he? Why did they fire him? Yeah, you're the fucking Lions. Like, of course you're gonna go. Like nine and seven is a pretty yeah. good season for you. Yeah, I like Jim Caldwell. I, I think he is a good pick for Houston. If I'm Houston, and you can get Jim Caldwell, I'd be like, you better be happy you're getting someone who's somewhat competent. I think you could start mending fences with Deshaun Watson if you hire Jim Caldwell. Yes, because he same. does seem like yeah. a very good luck. Like all. I'll indicate. I don't know about him as a head coach. I mean, I, I don't know if he's got the juice like that. Granted, he has been to a Super Bowl, but he lost. Um, but I, I, from everything that you hear about him, he's highly regarded in the league. Like he seems like a really pleasant guy to deal with. From the Dungy tree, it's like he, he just seems like a basically an offensive version of Tony Dungy. Mm, so yeah. that's which I don't know how that translates on the field nowadays. But yeah, perhaps now that I'm looking through his resume, the only bad mark is just with the Colts. Um, there was an ugly end to the Peyton Manning era. And then it was, and then cause they, they went 10 and six that year after they made it to the Super Bowl. They started off like 14 and no, I think it was his first year after Dungy retired. Mm-hmm. It was, I'm reading that now. And then they started off 14 0, won the AFC, went to the Super Bowl, lost to the Saints, and then they went 10 and 6 the next year. They lost in the playoffs to the Jets to Mark Sanchez. And oh my then, God. I and then they lost the next That was a really year, good defense. And in defense, that defense for Mark, that, that Jets defense was really good. That Jets defense was really It was a defensive game, too. It was 17 to yeah. 16. So that, yeah. Yeah, that, that, was, that was all him. Man. And then Peyton Manning misses the entire season. That's when he's going through the next oh, neck thing. Oh, my God. The year after yes. that. And then they went 2 and 14 and fucking sucked. Um, They ended up grabbing Andrew Luck, Indy. And then Jim Caldwell went to Baltimore to replace Cam Cameron as the offense coordinator. In 2012, and then they went. Cam Cameron sucks. And then that he Sorry. he was actually hired as a quarterbacks coach in January 2012. Cam Cameron got fired by the Ravens December 10th, 2012. They promote Jim Caldwell to offense coordinator. They go all the way to the Super Bowl and beat the 49ers that year. He makes Joe Flacco. This is when Joe Flacco played himself into a max contract kind of situation. Huge, putting something in a huge contract. Jim Caldwell was the offense coordinator for that team. Um, and then he got hired by the Detroit Lions to be the head coach. They went eleven and five, lost in the first round to the Cowboys. Then they went nine and seven, um, lost to the Seahawks in the wild card. Nine and seven, missed the playoffs. Uh, following yeah. a mediocre, so it was the second half kind of collapse. Yeah, that I think fucked them over. But I think again, and I'm reading now. I'm looking at articles. Houston is t- is taking Jim Caldwell serious as a serious candidate. If they if they get Jim Caldwell, dude, I really do think Deshaun Watson's going to stay. There's no way they. I think he would. I think Jim Caldwell can talk him into staying or just talk him down. Yeah, I mean, he seems like such a nice guy. Like, how are you going to yeah. not give him a chance? 
Yeah. And he also like again, his record in Detroit is is great. I mean, it was it was such a strange and immediate firing that I think it was obviously calling him out racist <laughs> ass Detroit Lions. I mean, the Detroit Lions are a dumpster <laughs> fire friend. Okay. I'll put a marker there. Um, but yeah, they're a fucking dumpster fire of an organization. They suck. Um, they hired Chris Spielman, I guess, to try to turn around. I don't know what their plan is. Houston's yeah. an equally terrible organization, but which job would you rather have if you're Nick Gaiman, the, the the Nick Gaiman, the football co- head coach, and they you have two jobs, Houston Texans or Detroit Lions? Which one do you take? Ooh, that's t- well, because uh, I that consider is. a lot of from a pure football perspective. If I don't have to worry about actually living in Detroit, yeah. I would pick Detroit. I think that's a better situation to go into. I think that. Houston definitely does have some talent. But again, you're but so strapped. You have no picks. The you owner really, you would have to, you would have fucking to coach sucks. It up. Yeah. Yeah. So I would rather I'd rather be in Detroit where you have well, I think it's like pick number four or pick number five or something like that in this year's draft. You have a quarterback that you can definitely get some trade value for. At at worst, you have to hang on to him, and he's a great mentor for the quarterback that you're going to draft in the top five. Because I would draft a quarterback, mm-hmm. and you have you have options and guys like Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. I think they're both free agents, but you could re- re-sign at least one of them. DeAndre Swift's a good running back. The defense needs some work, but you got some pieces there that you can work with. It's not it's not unrealistic to think that Detroit could be a, a decent team within like a year or two. There's, there is a track for that to happen, whereas Houston, with their lack of draft, draft capital and just the bad optics of everything that's gone on with the owner just being a well-publicized shithead with starting from the inmates running the asylum comment from a few years ago all the way through now to refusing to hire a GM, um, it, it it just seems like a really toxic situation in Houston. Yeah. It definitely does. Also, Houston. After I think last week we said that Eric Bellamy didn't get a uh, a coaching interview. They were they have uh, come out and requested an interview from him. I think starting. I think that came out yesterday or today. They have requested an interview for him. Yes. Okay. The yeah. They they need to at least pretend like they're trying to keep Deshaun happy. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm not sure if you heard this, but Robert Salah, the 49ers defensive coordinator, who is the top. Uh, Detroit Lions like everybody has put money on him becoming the Detroit Lions head coach because he has ties to Dearborn Michigan where he's from he also they didn't know this but Dearborn Michigan has the highest population of um god uh, I pop- no 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 I'm sorry of um, of um Middle Eastern people and oh, I'm not sure yeah. it's a, spe- it's Is a specific Robert Sala one Eastern? I yes I think it's Persian. It's Persian. Persian population uh, in Dearborn, Michigan is like insane. He does look kind of like Xerxes. He does, like doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but apparently his his initial interview was really bad. Terrible. Was <laughs> he just like yelling and uh, bumping chest with everyone in the meeting? I don't know. They said the interview went poorly. <laughs> this uh, guy might, might be, you know, missing a couple chromosomes. <laughs> Uh, but Robert Salah is interviewing with the Jets. I think he's going to interview with, with the um, Eagles sometime this week. Um, so yeah, I I would be, I would really be shocked if Robert Salah doesn't head to Detroit. But looking at this, it would be weird if they didn't. 
hire him, or at least he chose a different. If he chose a different team, then that'd be different. But if the Lions like didn't hire him, it'd be weird. Like yeah. he's from there. He like he's from there. He's like he lives. I think his parents live twenty minutes from the training facility. Like oh. they've lived there all their life. Like it, he's like really close to the Detroit Lions um, organization. So I don't know that would be so strange thing if it didn't go through. Yeah, it's interesting to hear that the interview didn't go well. Well, yeah. yeah, I always wonder what that means. It's like you, yeah, didn't you know. it said it didn't win, but then it says it's like again, did the interview with Adam Gase go well? Like I can't imagine that that went well. Yeah, but even Burkett said he believes Daryl's baby went better. Uh, so there was another interview with him after that that initial one, and they said that one went better. So oh, okay. So Robert Salah, I think he does end up with the Lions, but he's interviewing everywhere. So give him—he uh, might—he's keeping us on his toes, on Let's our see. toes. Um, a name I keep hearing that I don't think will get a head coaching position is Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator for the Panthers, who was the offensive coordinator for yeah, the LSU seems Tigers. A, seems a bit early, but I've heard that too. It seems a bit early, but like with coaches like Cliff Kingsbury getting hired and shit. Right. Yeah, I mean, if Joe Brady knew Sean McVay, then he'd probably get a job. Yeah. Um, I think he think he's interviewing with the Falcons. Hmm. Interesting. That would be weird if he went to the same division, but I'm sure he could care less. Yeah. Um, chase the money. The money and the power. Lincoln Riley is a possible candidate right now for the Eagles. I don't think he leave. If he didn't want to leave for the Cowboys, I don't think he leaves for the Eagles. I mean, Jalen Hurts, former former quarterback. Then it then it's definitely over for Carson Wentz. If Lincoln yeah. Riley gets hired, back yeah. If if yeah if if Lincoln Riley goes to Philly, then Carson Wentz is out of there. But yeah, yeah. I I don't know if you want to leave the you know friendly confines of Oklahoma for such a uh, volatile environment in philly and i'm getting i'm looking at news right now uh jaguars reportedly waiting on urban meyer's decision so it looks like they uh, they sent him an offer that always goes well when you're waiting on a on the coach to make a decision to find out if you're worthy because i guarantee urban's gonna be like mm, no and then gonna you're gonna get because i've been here before i've been there before of yeah. tampa bay interviewing chip kelly and you're like and eh, no and they're like oh fuck let's hire the head coach of rutgers and see how that works out <laughs> that was that was the worst i think head coaching decision that i think the bucks have ever made was what's that guy's I, name greg shiano great that, that is a terrible terrible I talked myself I into that for a good year. Oh, you're gonna bring, bring discipline. Could be good. Could be good. No, fucking awful. This, yeah, terrible. Um, Would have rather had Raheem for another three years. I think Brian Dable to me is my favorite head coaching candidate right now. Yeah. As far, I would say Eric Bellamy is also up there, but I, I really, I just don't think Eric Bellamy's gonna leave. Like from what I'm seeing, what I from what I'm reading, what he's saying, I don't see it. I do not see it happening. Yeah, it makes sense that he wouldn't want to leave unless he had the perfect job. Because I mean, he's got the perfect offensive coordinator job now. Yeah. And if he doesn't, and he might leave, as well he, just wait it out. Yeah, and if he doesn't leave, he sh- he has to come out and make a statement on why he's staying because it can't it, it can't come out that he was like, oh, Eric Bellamy doesn't have a job. That's crazy. He, like, is it because he's 
black. Like, no, if he if he doesn't accept any of the jobs, he has to come out and say, I want to be here. I I want to I want to I want to be with this team. I want to be here. I don't want to be anywhere else. Blah, 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 and just put it all to rest because the speculation that will circle around him not leaving will be intense. For the, like, yeah, the it's, it's immediately going to go to a dark place. Yeah. Um, he has to come out and have a press conference or like after the Super Bowl, I at least address it. Because... I don't know. Maybe maybe if he doesn't like a couple people that interview him, he could be like, "Yeah, that organization's fucking racist and get them fired." That's <laughs> what I would do. Yeah, the Houston Texans, Cal McNair, get him out of there. Yeah, get him out. Yeah, dropping n bombs the... all meeting, mad unprofessional. Now, a, now, now, if this happens, then there'll definitely be some, some, uh, some, uh, some, some flutter heading around the league. Mike Kafka, the quarterback coach for the Kansas City Chiefs, is also reportedly uh, interviewing for head coaching positions. Mm. Is he white? Sounds white. Yeah. Yes. Mike Kafka. You remember Mike Kafka? Mike Kafka. Yeah, was he I a quarterback he somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. He was a quarterback. He played for the Eagles, the Patriots, the Jaguars, the Bucks, the Vikings, the Titans, and the Bengals. He played for the Bucks. Yeah, 2014. Mike Kefka. I remember really? him. Really? Huh. I did not know that he played for the Bucks at any point. Yeah, I remember this guy. Yeah, he went to Northwestern. Yep, I do remember them. Okay. Um, Young, 33. Yeah. Joe Brady's 31, by the way. Joe Brady's 31. Oh, wow. Both pretty young guys. Byron Leftwich, I'm hearing he's gonna he's he's entering some names right uh some uh, coaching position names. So here's the thing of Byron Leftwich. Oh, it looks like he's more interviewing towards head coaching and the college level, not NFL. Oh, really? It says he... Brian Leftwich on Marshall head coaching job, just focused on the game. That's hmm. that'd be so fucking weird to like leave Tampa Bay. To go coach Marshall, Marshall, but I guess that would yeah. be a pretty, pretty Bucks type thing. I mean, I think he, he, he if, went to Marshall. If if he stuck around for like another year or two, he could easily work himself into a, a head coach position. He's much maligned for his play calling, but I think I thought he he called a pretty good game against the uh, red uh, the football team. Yeah, I thought that he he's gotten way better throughout the year, and I think that Tony Dungy brought up a really good point that Tony not Dungy. a lot of people have considered is that Byron Leftwich is basically the intermediary between how Bruce Arians wants to run the offense versus how Tom Brady wants to run the offense, which I'm sure are two somewhat different voices in the room where mm-hmm. Bruce is probably thinking one way about how to approach a game plan and Tom's probably thinking the other way. But you've noticed Leftwich, you know, he started off going with what the head coach was saying. And then he kind of adapted through the year to more of what fits Brady's strengths. And now Tom Brady's rolling. Offense looks great. Yeah. Um, so I think give him another year and he could be getting NFL jobs too. Just if he can show the sustained consistency over a year, um, it would be good for him, It'd be good for his confidence. And I think that he'd get a job, if, especially since Bruce Arians isn't going to last forever. He might be able to stay in Tampa or he could get a job somewhere else if he wants. Uh, Nick, I got some great news for every fan of the NFL and football in general. Bill O'Brien is heading back to coaching college. He will be the next OC at Alabama. I, I read about that earlier this morning. I wasn't sure if that was going to be confirmed or not. So Steve Sarkeesian is moving on somewhere. 
Yeah, I think he is. Uh, God, I think did they already. I think did they oh, already say Texas. Where he's going? Yeah, he's a head coach of Texas. Oh, that's good hire. Yeah. Um, I have a really funny story about Steve Sarkeesian, by the way. So if you remember, Steve Sarkeesian started his head coaching, uh, his coaching career at USC. And he eventually, oh yes, he was eventually made the (laughs) the head coach and at a boosters event got ripped (laughs) and made a giant fool of himself and got got fired. And ended up at Alabama, and I think he went to another. He was like a like an OC somewhere else, and then he, I think, no, I think he was like the quarterback coach at Alabama. And then when um whoever the OC was before him left, he became the OC. But I love I that's Steve Sarkeesian's story. Colin Cowherd tells it so well because Colin Cowherd knows a lot of people at USC, and he, he and he was interviewing Steve Sarkeesian like weekly. I think going back that whole year, and when it happened, he just. He had like the whole scoop about what, how it how it went down. It was just great. Yeah, oh boy, I like to to go to go to practice a little drunk. Let's see. So Jesus. he let's see. He went to <laughs> rehab. Um, he apparently mixed alcohol medication. Oh my god! He now, the head coach of practice. Texas, everyone. The he head coach of practice. Texas. He was drunk during a game against Arizona State, which. That to me, that sounds just kind of like a fun challenge. Like, could I still beat Arizona State if I was fucking bombed? I don't know if they did. Maybe they did. God, what a what a legend! That Texas hire that now that is, I do not be shocked if that ends in a ball of flame. The pressure yeah. gets to him again. He just turns to the bottle one last time. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see how weak Willie really is. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do you remember that the uh, the last year during the football commercials there was that commercial of the 49ers head coach the lady? Yeah. She got fired. No, she said she said she won't return to the 49ers next season. Mm. Bummer. Yeah, bummer, yeah. One less lady. Bucks still have a couple ladies on the coaching staff. Or at least one. Mm, nice. And, uh, um, I think Washington has a uh, lady coach too. Hmm. So it's not oh, over yeah, they for do. Her yeah, yet. I'm looking. Yeah, yeah, it's not over. Uh, Dan Quinn is the new de- defensive coordinator at uh, Tech uh, Dallas. Dan yeah. Quinn. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I think he could revitalize his career as a. Uh, Defensive coordinator might be better for him. That yeah. it was a rough situation too. That the culture in Atlanta just collapsed after their Super Bowl collapse. It, yeah, I, it's one of the strangest things. They were never able to overcome that. Um, no, it really. It's like even though that was what like four years ago, that mm-hmm. and players have come and gone. That psyche has somehow stayed consistent. Yeah. It, it was like the Browns and the Bucks and the Bills for like the longest time. It was like no matter what players came and went, there was just a psyche of we're bad and that's just the way it is and we're cursed. And that's Atlanta right now. So that is Atlanta. I don't know if they if they work the way I could see even though they have talent, I could see Atlanta being that team that takes like a decade to get back into the playoffs because they just like mentally get so 
butt fucked by Tom Brady. <laughs> they did. Uh, now, if if a team hires this person, I will be absolutely. I'd be like, we're we're heading towards crash courses of the worst tire. Uh, if anybody hires Don Wink Mar- uh, Mar- Martindale, Wink Martindale. Bulk- Wink Martindale from the Baltimore Ravens. You are heading towards a that that you're heading towards an iceberg. He's he sounds like a fucking magician. He does. He's a defensive coordinator for for the Baltimore Ravens. He's been there for a long time, and he is a defensive coordinator. He's not a head coach. He's a defensive coordinator, and let's keep him there. Let's keep him as a defensive coordinator. Don't give him a head coaching job. It will end terribly. It will end yeah. terribly. This man doesn't look like this man cannot do it. I'm looking at him right now. This guy, his name is Wink. Yeah, you're not fucking. <laughs> this is not the 1970s anymore. You're not gonna like get by with people like Bum Phillips or whatever. Yeah, we live in the real world. We live in reality, and uh, no one named Wink is gonna get respect as a no. head coach. No. Um. Yeah. All right. So now, Nick, we can move on. To the big Super Wild Card Weekend recap. What a great weekend of football. The NFL scheduled this perfectly. They did. Saturday, three games Saturday, three games Sunday, all at the same uh, same time. Not the same time, but, you know, well, one game at 1 o'clock, one game at 4.30, and one game at every, 8. Every, every one led into the next one. No, yeah, which no was – No real downtime. Uh, yeah, which is perfect. So it started with the Colts Bills. I think the best game of the of the. Uh, yeah, I, I would say this is the best game. Yeah, I think uh, so. Philip Rivers, uh, he had a really good second half. He I think he did surprisingly it, well. Yeah, played surprisingly well. But Josh Allen played really well too. I think the Bills. I think the Bills defense is uh, the biggest question mark after this game. But I think yeah. the Colts are a pretty good offense, so I don't really think it's that big of a deal. Yeah, it, that missed fourth down conversion and then the missed field goal by yeah. Indianapolis really did them in. Yeah, they so, could have won this game. Yeah, I, I knew that even though it came down to like the last drive, I knew once they missed the field goal, there was no coming back. Like you, yeah. can, you can make it close, but you don't. If you have like a field goal within 40 yards and you miss that in the second half and you're down like two scores at that point already, that's just like that's going to fuck you. And it did. And then uh, we had Rams Seahawks. Sad game. I'm not sure what's going on with the Seattle offense, man. Uh, and I, maybe it's the yeah. Rams defense, but man, that Seattle offense could not get going. Well, the Rams defense is legit, but yeah, the Seahawks offense though had sucked for like a full like two months, basically. Yeah, terrible. So, so strange. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, it, the game started with John Walford as a quarterback for the Rams, but then he got injured like in the first two possessions for them. Jared Goff with a broken finger comes out, and he does exactly what he needed to do. He didn't turn the ball over. Nine, nine for 19, 155 yards, one touchdown. Cam Akers ran the ball 28 times for 131 he, yards. He, he fucking, yeah, it was great. He won the game. He was the MVP for sure. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey um, had a great game on DK Metcalf yeah. too. Yeah, yep, he definitely did. But yeah, Rams, Rams are an interesting one. They're another interesting yeah. wild card. Jared Goff believes he should have started versus Seahawks. Was not happy about the decision Rams wire reported four hours ago. 
his thumb looked fucked. It looked gross. Yeah. Even in, yeah. under the bandages. And there, apparently, Troy Aikman was saying, like, the one out of every four throws is, like, fucked up. <laughs> yeah. They go, that's not good in the playoffs. <laughs> it's not good to be, you know, like, 75% is, like, a respectable pass, and then the 25% is just a fucking duck. You yeah. don't want that. But he, he did do fine, though. I, it's weird. He's gotten, like, a bit of flack and all that, and people don't think he's a starting quarterback anymore. There's definitely way worse people than Jared Goff that are going to start next year. Not saying Jared yeah. Goff's like lighting the world on fire, but he's just an average quarterback that will probably always be an average quarterback. And yeah. that's okay. Mm-hmm. They are paying him though. Like, a, yeah, that they, they fucked up, but they had to, cause he had two good seasons. So they, yeah, I understand took why they made a decision. Took you to a super bowl. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought this game was really fun. Uh, Bucks, Washington, uh, go ahead. <laughs> I think before let me say I, I thought Leonard Fournette played the best game of the season. He did. He played really well, other than that one where he kind of stumbled at the in the goal in the red zone and yeah. fell like a one yard short. But other than that, he, I thought he played really well. Yeah, all in all, and and he made up for that play too throughout the game. He was just very consistent. I honestly hope. Even if Ronald Jones is over his quad thing, I still hope Leonard Fournette gets a start. Yeah, um, I would assume so. New Orleans. Yeah. Um, Tampa Bay won their first playoff game in 18 years. How's it first, feel, baby? Dude, I did not enjoy myself at all. <laughs> at all. That was such a miserable watching experience for me. We were doing they, every, they, they, they're get, they're we in could. there. Yeah, we they're in getting, there, man. Doing everything we could to lose the game. Yep. It was legitimately only because of the offensive line and Tom Brady just refusing to lose and to be big boy. The yep. and Leonard Fournette too. It was the only reason we won that game. Chris Godwin uh, drops four passes his entire yeah, career. Yeah. Drops four passes in one fucking night. Oh, Terrible. Mike Ev- also shout out to Mike Evans who played amazing on six receptions, 119 yards. Yeah, Jordan. basically one leg, yeah. Made some big catches, um, including the Antonio one that Brown. sealed it. Antonio Brown, was they didn't implement him too much because they were doing like a – he got a touchdown early on. Yeah. Um, and he had Which like another enough. catch or two. But they mainly kept two tight ends in because they were using Gronk to help out on the left side with blocking Chase Young. And Gronk yeah. and um, Donovan Smith, who usually is not – like probably our worst offensive lineman. Actually, did great on Chase Young. He yeah, barely he got in Tom Brady's face. Yeah. Didn't get a single sack. But the defense is so fucking bad. It's it's underrated how how bad they are. They're bad so game. Awful. This terrible soft soft zone coverage where we're playing like ten yards off the receivers. We can't get pressure. When we do get pressure, we forget how to tackle and sack. We made this. Third string quarterback who was a backup Look, in like the looked XFL. like John Elway. You look like yeah. John Elway back there. <laughs> Bruce Arians in his press conference, like, man, some people got it. that kid's got it. It's like, does he have it or does your defense just fucking suck? Because I think your defense just sucks. I think they make a living off making third string. You guys were lucky. You're lucky he had to go out of the game in the third quarter. <laughs> You're yeah. lucky that he had to go out for a little bit. I think Taylor Heineke should give fifty percent of the earnings of his next contract to the Bucks secondary. 
for how good they made him look. <laughs> they did make him look good. I will say, I think he he did play himself into a roster spot for sure. He did. He did make some like the one touchdown throw that he had, like the last touchdown that he had. That touchdown throw and that touchdown was an run throw. was really good. Yeah, that both of those. Yeah. like the touchdown run was awesome. Yeah, those are big plays. But there were some other throws that he was making where it was like, well, yeah, that's just a gimme. Like if it, what yeah. really didn't make sense is they were like the Bucks were game planning for Alex Smith. Is that like your game plan for Alex Smith with a soft zone? He would have tore you up. You mm-hmm. you would play right into his hands, it's, and that's like hundred percent what we're gonna do against Saints. Even though all the metrics show that like Drew Brees' completion percentage like drops by like fifteen percent when playing against like press man coverage, and you know like when he's blitzed, you know he's not as good as when he has all the time in the world to throw it. Doesn't matter. Tobles is going to rush like three or four all game and do a soft zone coverage and Breeze is going to shred us. That's exactly what's going to happen. So, um, yeah, this I was very, very frustrated. And also, some bullshit calls by the NFL. Awful, awful calls. So deliberately trying to make sure that Washington covered the spread. Because as bad as the defense played, <laughs> they definitely did sack and force a fumble and clearly recover a fumble at the end of the second half. And yeah. the NFL is like, no. Like, but, but, but we all saw that happen. We all saw him definitely fumble and Shaq Barrett definitely come up with the fumble. We all saw it. We're not, I'm not, and the, and the, and the announcers have to pretend like we didn't see it, but we saw it. <laughs> I saw it with my own eyes. And then the fucking touchdown pass was clearly he bobbled it. Clearly his hands came off the yeah. ball and he That's bobbled it. it. And I, you know, it doesn't matter because the Bucks won. Um, well, it doesn't matter if you didn't bet on it. If you did, it matters a lot. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a, a lot of kids going hungry because of their dad's gambling problem. But <laughs> it, it's like if if Washington would have won, like the NFL played a very dangerous game. They must have been very confident in Taylor Heineke to not pull that out because there was a strong like the NFL kept Washington in that game, and it was kind of disgusting because the Bucks could have easily won that despite how terrible they played could have easily won that by like 16, 17 points, but the NFL made sure that Washington uh, beat the spread. And that pissed me off so much. Anyway, that's my piece. Yeah. I mean, it was a fun game. I felt from someone who was <laughs> just watching it. I thought it was a fun game. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy uh, we won though. Now I don't give a shit what happens. Yeah. We could uh, lose by fucking 40. doesn't matter. We didn't lose to Washington. I, this game was was also fun, but also it was um, it was rough to get through. It was Ravens Tennessee? I think the first half was really interesting, and then the second half was really boring up to like the last like ten minutes or last yeah, five was, minutes really. This is the one I watched the least of because I was at work yeah. for like the first hour of it. Uh, Lamar had a bad first first quarter, but then after that, I thought mm-hmm. he was played pretty well. Ran for a touchdown. Um, yeah, he had the he had one hundred and thirty six rushing yards. Yeah, he had he played, he did he did ball he did ball. He controlled uh, the game uh, after that bad first quarter. Derrick Henry stinky performance, bad worst <laughs> probably his worst game of the season. Yeah, I, I would argue that it was his worst game ever. Yeah, given terrible. the context of the moment. Yeah, uh, Ryan Tannehill eighteen for twenty six hundred sixty five yards, one touchdown, one interception. Terrible this interception. Is, yeah, terrible interception that lost them the game. That was mm-hmm. it. That sealed it. But this is the t- Ryan Tannehill I know from the Dolphins. This yeah, he showed right up. Here, mm. You got to feel vindicated. That was uh, yeah. probably kissing your yeah. fingertips on that one. 
on that interception. Yeah, that was a Ryan Tannehill yeah. special. That was. Um, A.J. Brown, dude, he is really good. He is, yeah. He was running wide open. on. He had his man beat by like a good step or two. Mm. And Tannehill mm-hmm. just said, you know what, let me just force this right quick to Khalif Raymond. He should force him way, his way out of Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. <Come to> Miami. <laughs> remember, remember like the first four weeks of the season, everyone was like, maybe Ryan Tannehill is an MVP candidate. I think he's. I think How that. I think go? Ryan Tannehill can't foot work in any other system than what the Tennessee Titans have right now. I think the Titans are probably happy with Tannehill. I think they need to fix fix their defense. Fix their yeah, defense. The defense, and they're also missing their best offensive lineman, uh, Taylor Lewain. Yeah, who was here himself earlier in the year. So their defense actually had a somewhat decent game, though. It was just decent their, game, but their offense. Mm. All the offense needed to do is put up more than 20 points, which they've been doing pretty consistently for the most part. Yeah, season, like yeah. A couple yeah. years ago, or a couple weeks ago, I mean, against the Packers. But mm-hmm. they just couldn't do it. And I wonder if, if you and put also, this a game decent is, this defense. Is a rival. This, game, this game was also like Titans have beaten the Ravens, what, two times or three times yeah, at this point? They beat, I think they beat them twice because they beat them in the playoffs yeah. in the divisional round last year, and then they beat them in overtime earlier in the season. And they like yeah. stomped on the logo in Baltimore yeah. and all that. And Baltimore, after they won, they just ran off the field. With, yeah, and, and they they that. stomped on the logo after the interception, yeah. got a taunting penalty. It was awesome. Yeah, Lamar yeah, just great. kneeled it and ran to the tunnel. He said, "Fuck y'all." Yeah, man. <laughs> and left. Good for him. And uh, he was a uh, got... cursing in the post game interview. It was hilarious. Yeah, he, uh, he won his first post game, his first playoff game. Yeah, he finally Good did him. it. Good for him. I was happy for him. Me too. Uh, I think the, I I this game was so boring. The Nickelodeon oh. Bowl, Saints Bears. This game was terrible. I mean, I feel sorry for the kids who had to watch this on Nickelodeon because yeah, man, this was not the game to put on. They really <laughs> the NFL really fucked up by putting yeah the Bears and Saints on as the Nickelodeon Nickel- Bowl. Like the Nickelodeon Bowl, it would have been way better if I mean the. Definitely, given what we know now, the Brown Steelers would have been a way better Nickelodeon bowl. Oh game. yeah, yeah. Um, I would think that would have been the choice. Yeah, or like Seahawks Rams would have been a good choice. Bears, too. the Bears are just like exactly what we thought they were. Yeah, they're just like good against bad teams. Yeah, that's it. You put um, them against a good team, they fall apart. That drop it, in the end zone by Wims was really, really bad too. That was terrible. It was like you knew that they had lost when they dropped. Yeah, that as soon as they dropped, that, I was like, mm, "That's it." Yeah, no way. <laughs> that was their moment to make this interesting, and they just yeah. didn't. Um, Saints didn't look great either. So, Saints did look beatable, but yeah, look very beatable. If you're, if you've, uh, I, I don't know. I feel like if you're a Bucks fan at this point, and you saw that game, you're like, "I think we got more of a chance now. I think the line is going to move." Yeah, but if you th- remember a mere 24 like hours a- earlier, a third-string quarterback shredded you. So you're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't feel good going in against any. I don't feel good playing against the Alabama Crimson Tide if I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, <laughs> um, I mean, but they they could. There was some opportunities there for the Bears offense to do, th- do some things, and they didn't. Bucks defense just needs to, like, somehow get it together hopefully hopefully they just find the motivation to play well somehow maybe the they can show the video of the saints dancing in the locker room after they embarrass us on national tv 
or to win here because clearly they're not motivated by a win or go home situation they don't give a fuck about that they don't even they I, can't even comprehend they're such perpetual losers they can't even comprehend that like they're just so used to being home by now it doesn't even matter to them um also, so it also just depends it's, on what their i think is. you got you got like you got something going for you it's very hard to be a team three times in a row it's very hard to do that in the nfl you Not when you actively don't cover the opposing team receivers. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think when you I see think, a receiver and you're like, "I'm gonna go ten yards away from that person," then it's hard. One out of three times, you guys could beat them, and this is it. I hope so. I really. <laughs> it, Tom Brady's gonna have to put up like fifty. Yeah. Uh, Browns Steelers in an epic collapse of I think the end <laughs> of the Ben Roethlisberger era in 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 Pittsburgh we witnessed it on Sunday night what a sad the Browns for... just got everything went their way and like the ball bounced their way the penalties went their way everything went the Browns way for yeah. once from for the first once. snap from the first snap <laughs> for the, fly... the first snap it's like it the Steelers a... and Browns franchise is just freaky Friday yeah it's exactly what happened it was a freaky Friday game uh Man, they I can't even say I don't even the Browns played fine. I mean, they just took advantage of what the shitty Steelers were doing. They scored 28 points in the first quarter. It was crazy. Yeah, it was 28-0 after the first quarter. It's a it was an embarrassing way to go. Terrible. Yeah. It, I think Absolutely Mike Tomlin terrible. basically gets one more year and if, if things don't improve, I think he's gone. Yeah. They need to. They need to. They need to find a quarterback, and they need to find a run game because Ben Roethlisberger can't throw the ball sixty-eight times. Yeah, he had to do that basically like the last month and a half. He had to throw like at least fifty times every game because his yeah. running backs can be counted on to gain more than three yards on the ground at any yeah. time. Yeah, and they have decent receivers. Like, Super I wouldn't even put. Great. I think Juju's okay, but I think Deontay Johnson's really good, and I think. Uh, James Washington's really good, and I think Chase Claypool, who's a rookie, had a really good season. So I think they got weapons. They just need like a running game and get Ben Roethlisberger not to start. Yeah, I think I think you let Juju and James Conner walk, and then you kind of hope that Ben Roethlisberger retires. Yep. And I don't know though, but I don't know who they bring on that might be better. I mean, maybe you get like Fitz or somebody like that. And, and we'll see. I think I think I think Fitz is going to be a very uh, high commodity this off. He's going to be driving a lot of attention. Yeah, he's going to get a starting job somewhere. Yeah, I don't think it will be Pittsburgh, but I th- I think it's definitely he'll definitely be a starter somewhere. Yeah. <sighs> but man, that was a really bad game. It was a terrible way to end the Super Wild Card weekend. I was hoping for a competitive game. Well, I kind of liked. It. Really... I was interested by it, just seeing like. It I was mean, so I was shocking. after the first quarter. After the first quarter, I was like, "I'm good." And I, no, I, like, I kept no watching that because Chris Collins would drop a great like point, and it did was... almost happen. Yeah, it's like you like Collinsworth was just no no filter. Like it's the Browns though. Like you never know if Pitts was going to come back, and Pittsburgh got it within like two scores, and they yeah. had a chance to like really make it interesting and bring it within a one score game. It was like fourth and one at midfield. And they decided to punt it back to Cleveland. Why and, would they do that? Uh, yeah, and then Cleveland scores on that drive, and that's it. Ugh. It's like if you're Pittsburgh, like you got like the Browns defense was getting gassed. Like fucking this is it. Winner go home, like put your dick on the table. And yeah. they just didn't do it. They they pitched out and they deservedly lost because of that. 
I wish Jarvis Landry was still in the Dolphins. Such a shame. Yeah, he he played pretty well. He's been playing good Paid for well. Cleveland. He would be. He's exactly what the Dolphins need, man. Yeah. I would. I would take him back so fast. <laughs> <laughs> was, he's a casualty of the Adam Gase era, man. Just like uh, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, there are many casualties in Miami and New York of the Adam Gase era. I think uh, it, it gives you and Jets fans something to bond about. You, know, yeah. you have such a little Going in common, forward. but you can bond on that. Uh, now we move into next week's divisional round. It all starts with the Rams are going to Lambeau Field to play the Packers at 435 Eastern Standard Time. What is the spread on this? I think. Let's look it up. Pretty sure the Packers by a touchdown. I'm going to Fox Bet. Uh oh, Packers by six and a half. Packers by six and a half. Mm. I could Should I could see the Rams. I would take the over. <laughs> I this this seems like a bit of a trap game. I think the Packers still win, but I could see the Rams beating the spread on this. With how good their yeah. defense played. I don't know. I think this is a game where Aaron Rodgers just like stacks it. I'd be shocked could if, be. if they don't go, if like Packers don't beat the spread. Um, this is my my Bucks Washington game. Yeah, stay away from it. Stay away. I said I said last week that was another good call. I made terrible calls, but that was a good call. Stay away from that game. And sure enough, that was because that was clearly with the way the money line was set. That was Vegas's big, like, fuck you. They were definitely in cahoots at the NFL because that, like, the now, spread seemed way too, too low for the dearth of talent between those two teams. Rams Packers seems somewhat similar, where Packers probably yeah. could be favored by like eight or nine, but somehow only mm-hmm. get six and a half. Now I think the AFC lucked out with these two matchups. Right here, we got Ravens Bills. Dude, can't wait for this one. This game's going to be awesome. It's in Buffalo. What's the spread on this, Nick? It is minus two and a half. Mm. Two points. Mm. I think it's going to be that close. I think, yeah. I, well, I think the, the thing is. I would stay away from this game, by the way. I, yeah, that I think Bill Simmons said, like, if you're going to bet on Baltimore to beat the spread, like, just bet on them to win. Because yeah. yeah, two and a half is super low. So Baltimore, yeah. like if they beat the spread, it's probably because they won. Yeah. Um, so you either like the Ravens or you like the Bills if you're gambling, but you don't. No one's. Gonna I like the them. Bills in this. Actually, I don't know. I think the Ravens have the identity to beat the Bills. Keep they have the run game to keep it away from Josh Allen. It's a question of whether the Buffalo Bills can get stops on third down. That's the big question heading into this game is if the defense for the Bills can stop the running game for the Ravens. Yeah. It's going to be really fun. It's going to be really fun. It I is. This yeah. is like the game really, I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, I did not expect this matchup. Um, but, yeah, I think I think the Ravens have a good chance to win this. But, yeah, yep. this is really good. It's, it's up in the air. Could go either way. Then we got Browns-Chiefs. This is a scary game for my Chiefs right here. Yeah, well, yeah, I you're, think the Browns you picked, have some. I did you were pick Chief Seattle Seahawks, right? Yeah, yeah so you're so already got, one down. Got, yeah, I'm already one down. I got. I'm still alive, baby. Win, but, uh, 
Cleveland, I think, has some cosmic football god energy toward going towards him right now, and I'm very scared for the Chiefs. It's another one where if Cleveland gets up, they have two running backs that can ice the game. Yeah. Much like they did against Pittsburgh. And get, they'll have their coaching staff back. Yeah. Yeah. Kansas City favored by nine and a half. That's a lot. Yeah. I think Kansas City wins, though. I take the under on that. I I think Kansas City will cover. Really? Yeah. I do. I think. <sighs> this game has cosmic energy written all over it. Could could be it's very interesting. I don't feel like it's good. It's kind of a nice feeling. I don't feel like a win is guaranteed for any particular team. I think the Packers have the best chance to yeah, win. I think the Packers to me have the best chance. But I definitely see a reality where the Rams somehow eke it out. And then we got your Tampa Bay Bucks, who are minus three against the New Orleans Saints or, in or the Super Saints Bowl. Are, Saints got three and a half. Three and a half point favorites. This game I would not touch with a fucking twelve inch pole at all. I would not bet on this game. Anybody who bets in the on the divisional round games has to be a fucking lunatic. <laughs> has to be yeah. insane. You have to be an insane person to bet on any of these games. This is like yeah. the margins are so close. You have to be an idiot to bet on any of this. This is terrible. Yeah, these games are all too. All these teams are so like not they're not separated by much and like these spreads i'm like oh i don't know man like i wouldn't fucking bet on any of this shit the one thing with the the spread is like wonky and like if this were i had a feeling if the bucks and saints were free of any betting influence like the saints should be like a five point favorite yeah but they're a three and a half point favorite which yeah makes me think that what does vegas know what does Vegas know? Yeah, what, I think what, they know that. How, I, don't, I think they know Drew Brees is like sixty percent, not like eighty like percent. Yeah, they probably know he's not doing great. Also, it's big on the Bucks Reddit forums that the Bucks have intentionally been playing shitty defense. Oh my for god! The last half of the year, intentional, especially against the Saints, because that's when it started. We intentionally started shitting our pants on defense so as to not give the Saints anything on film, because. We're really so good that if we really wanted to, we could shut down anyone. We just didn't want to until we played the Saints in the playoffs. I don't believe that. But with the three and a half being only three and a half point underdogs, I wonder if the Bucks are at least gonna make it like close or win outright. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I from a talent perspective and experience perspective, it seems like the Saints should be the clear favorites in mm-hmm. this one. Um, I don't know. We'll see if Brady lets the team beat him three times. I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm just gonna have fun with it. I don't give a fuck what happened. I would really like the Bucks to be the Saints because I don't like the Saints, but I acknowledge that the Saints are the better team, probably the best all around team in the NFC. So if we lose to them, then you know whatever. Just you know, Mm. man. Walk it off. Whatever happens, we're in for a very interesting AFC championship and an NFC championship game. As yeah. far as well, so long. I, as, I think I don't think so the long Packers, as the Rams don't win. <laughs> yeah, I can guarantee the Packers will win. Yeah, yeah, I don't Packers, see the Rams winning. Packers are definitely in the NFC championship game, and them versus the Saints or the Bucks is going to be fascinating. Kansas City, if they Kansas City, Cleveland, whoever, any of those two play the winner of. Buffalo Raven, like it's going to be interesting either way. Like any of these matchups, where they end up because if it's like the Ravens versus the Browns, 
We got an AFC North game. Baltimore like beat the Browns, I think, once this season, right? Or none at all, maybe. Baltimore. Well, Baltimore beating the Browns. Yeah, did they beat they the swept Browns them. this season? They swept, they swept them. them. Yeah, I mean that would be interesting too. I think so. The, we're we're in for interesting. The, the ideal scenario for the NFL is to have the it would be the Chiefs against either the Bills or Ravens, probably the Ravens, but you could go with Bills too because of how good Josh Allen has been. Yeah, the, um, any of the, I think the NFL is fine with either of those two. And then the you, you probably don't want the Browns in there. Um, no. Even though it's a Cinderella story, I don't know. I, even I, then, I think the Browns they have like say what you will. Their fan base is huge. They bring in numbers. Like they have rating. They have great ratings. So either way, I think the NFL is in good shape. The only time I think is honestly if the Rams beat the if the Rams beat the Packers, I think the NFL is like fuck. Like yeah. god damn it. Yeah, I That's see. That's the only game where I'm like, oh, they're like fuck. Yeah, Rams are, are is the one where yeah they want the Rams to. They're playing the Bucks Washington football team kind of game there, where it's like it's like the gamble within the gamble, because like really the NFL is gambling like so much money and like viewership, <laughs> where yeah. it's like all right we could make a shit ton of money by taking this bet that no one else is making, but if we we make the money off the bet, but the Rams somehow find a way to win it because we kept it so close for them and their defense is good. Then we're fucked because we have to watch the Rams play yeah. either the Saints or Bucks, which is not the yeah. ideal matchup. The ideal matchup yeah. is either Saints Packers or Bucks Packers. Ideally, and this is I think unbiased, you want to see Brady versus Rodgers. So yeah, I agree. I want to see I want to see that rematch. Yeah. So you want to yeah you want to see, but but you're not going to be upset with New Orleans or Green Bay either. No, but no, no. Bucks no. Packers is ideal, and then I think. I would lean Ravens Chiefs is ideal because of the Lamar versus Mahomes, the last two MVPs mm-hmm. going against each other. But you're still gonna have good viewership with the Bills too, with Josh Allen with how good he's been. That's yeah. like still gonna be a high quality game. So yeah. you definitely like with the Browns, if they win, it'd be one thing if the Browns were winning to get to the AFC championship against the Chiefs, but you don't want Mahomes not in the AFC championship game at least. Yeah. And you probably want Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree. You got like the can't like they're hot right now as far as like ratings and like viewership goes. They're the hot team right now, and and everybody. I I want to see them in the Super Bowl as a fan of football. I want to see them. I want to see them in the Super Bowl. So yeah, the ideal Super Bowl is to see. Uh, again, I don't think this is biased, but I mean, Rogers versus Mahomes would be really good too. So Rogers versus Mahomes, Rogers but, uh, Mahomes Breeze. That's Bra- fine. Brady, Brady Mahomes. Mahomes. That would be that's that'd like, be like the, the Mahomes that's chance like the, to yeah to get back at Brady for the AFC Championship game. So I think yeah, that's it, the best story. Yeah. But Packers the, would be good too. The best quarterback of his generation versus the best quarterback of the current generation. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. I, I mean, so. you could market these games like that. Super any of the Super Bowl except the Rams. Any of these teams in the Super Bowl are, are very marketable. Yeah, yeah. The Rams is like, hey, look out for that defense. Yeah. But, if it was, if it was the Rams of like that 2018 Super Bowl, then I think this is like an awesome scenario for the NFL because any of these teams are interesting. But the Rams are just like that yeah. offense is with Jared Goff's finger is just like not great. Yeah, and you got the LA market, but it's really like. <laughs> Unless they're a fun team to watch, it's not really no, like LA is all about showtime. They're fucking. And they're so. lucky there are no fans showing up for the Rams games. 
Like if the Rams <laughs> roster was like a Northeast team, like the fucking Giants or Eagles or you know Patriots, yeah. someone like that, it, they'd be more interesting because that's like just yeah. more of that style of play. But you would expect the Rams, to like with them being LA and warm weather, like high flying kind of team, and they're just not. You expect them to be the Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers and, offense at least, and they're not. So yeah, yeah, you don't want. You don't want the Rams going very far. I, I think it would be hilarious because it really, oh really forces Sean McVay to continue working with Jared Goff for another year at least. And that's funny to me. But He's definitely drafting a quarterback at this draft. Yeah, I, I see him grabbing someone in like the second or third round, so that way it kind of saves some face with Jared Goff because yeah. he knows that he's not going to be able to get someone really good anyway. I feel like he'll um, he'll get like Kyle Trask. That'd be a good pick. That'd be a good pick. I think that's because Kyle Trask, you put him around a lot of weapons. You give him like an offense that where he doesn't have to run the ball or you just give him a nice clear cut. Get the ball to the receivers. He's no line. He's got good receivers and the the defense is solid too. He doesn't need to put up crazy numbers, although he's shown at college level he's capable of doing that. He, he he's also kind of he's also it. really good. Kyle Trask's best trait is getting the ball to the best player on your offense. That's what he's really good at. He's fantastic at getting the ball. Like Kyle Pitts, he had a monster season thanks to Kyle Trask just like throwing in the ball, like not even like thinking about it, just throwing in the ball, throwing in the ball, throwing in the ball. I think Mac Jones has that too. So yeah, yeah, Mac um, Jones and Kyle Trask are two guys that I think would do pretty well in the uh, Sean McVay system. Yeah. Well, Nick, that's all I got for this week's episode. We'll be yeah. back next week. Full divisional round recap. Hopefully we get some coaching hires in. Um, and then we're off the AFC champion, NFC championship weekend games. So championship weekend pretty much. So we'll look forward to that. We'll be back next week. Hopefully the NBA is going on and not canceled and everything is fine. <laughs> they need to be up and running by the time the the Super Bowl's over. They need cuz that's yeah. like their time to get interest back. So Yeah. Yep, so thanks for listening everybody. We'll be back next week with a fire 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 episode. Goodbye. <laughs>